Hello and welcome everyone to 17 episode of Talks with Dollar. I am Rahul Verma, content and growth lead here at Dollar. Today we have Mr. Varun Patel Puriya, our founder and CEO, with us to talk on our today's topic. Dollar is a tech-enabled all-in-one platform solution that provides Indian with finance uh, that provides Indian with customer solution to invest and reach their financial goals. Varun, Mr. Varun Patel Puriya is a NISM certified financial advisor who holds a degree in. Information uh, and finance from Hong Kong University, and has also interned and worked at uh, funds like Blackstone and Bloomberg. Hello, Varun. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me on the show, Rahul. Once again, and I'm looking forward to uh, this one. This is definitely going to be a bit interesting given what's happening uh, currently in the macroeconomic environment. So our today's topic is interest rate movements and how to position your debt portfolio. So Varun, yesterday RBI announced that they won't be hiking the repo rates for this cycle. So, uh, when you talk about interest rate, what are you exactly referring to? So Rahul, as you correctly pointed out, right now, whenever you're talking about interest rate in the context of investing, in the context of macroeconomics, we, here we are referring to the repo rate, right? The repo rate effectively means the rate at which RBI, the central bank of a country, lends money to virtually all financial institutions uh, in the country. So similar to how we as borrowers go to bank and pay a certain amount of interest rate to borrow money, in a similar fashion, uh, banks and BFCs can also uh, tap the markets, uh, tap the RBI, uh, and borrow money from them uh, at a certain predetermined rate of interest. Uh, that is what we are referring to when we are talking about the repo rate or the interest rate over here. Okay, uh, moving ahead. How do the changes in repo rate affect the debt instrument? Okay, so repo rate or the interest rate is the single piece of interest rate which virtually determines the pricing of all other financial products in our country, whether that's an auto loan, whether that's a consumer loan. Whether that's a personal loan, a credit card loan, so on and so forth, ba- the base rate is determined by the repo rate. That is effectively what the lowest rate of interest that one can achieve by borrowing money from the RBI. The key thing to note here is we, as individuals, we as customers, or we even as corporates, cannot directly borrow money from the RBI. It is only the banks and the financial institutions who can do that, and that is why how the uh, base rate or the interest rate is. Actually, determined. One important thing to note over here, Rahul, and for the benefit of all our listeners and viewers, is the inverse relationship between the repo rate or the interest rate and pricing of any debt instrument or a debt security. Right. So, whenever the interest rate rises, the price of a bond or a debt security falls, and vice versa. So, in an environment where the interest rates are falling, you will see a rise in the price of Debt instruments. That is what the relationship between interest rate and pricing of any debt instrument is, and this will be critical in understanding how, in the backdrop of the current macroeconomic environment, we can effectively position our debt portfolio. Last year, we had a repo rate hike by two fifty BPS. How did it affect the prices of the bond market? So as we just talked about the inverse relationship between the repo rate uh, and the pricing of the bond what we have been seeing over the last 2 to 3 years is that the central bank all across the world is really using the repo rate the interest rate it's called the federal uh, the fed funds rate in the us as a key policy tool 
to actually curb inflation. So as we all know, during 2020, uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, central banks all across the world had effectively brought this interest rate virtually to zero, right? That had effectively led to a lot of money being sloshed around the economy in the form of stimulus paychecks and grants and subsidies, which was handed out to institutions and corporates and individuals, right? All of these had a massive impact on inflation, right? When we saw a huge run-up in the prices of virtually all the goods in the last two to three years. To basically cool down the economy in the last one year, the government then started hiking interest rates to bring the prices uh, a lot more in control. And that is what we have seen from April, May of 2022 up until this point, where the Reserve Bank of India has effectively increased the repo rate the uh, interest rate from 4% to 6.5% or 250 basis points. As we just talked about, when in an increasing interest rate environment, typically when interest rate rises, we will see a corresponding drop in the prices of the bond. And that also has, let's say, an effect in your investments. So let's say if you are invested into debt mutual funds, any, any drop in the pricing of bond leads to a corresponding drop in the net asset value of the fund and that is affected in the negative returns that you are being able to generate, right? That is roughly what we saw over the last one year. Now, what we are seeing going forward in the last couple of policy meetings, the RBI has pretty much hold or held all of these rates um, at constant level at 6.5%. The expectation is that in the next six months, probably they will keep it at that level and then will start reducing slowly and gradually over the next 12 to 18 months. Once that happens, once the interest rates at that point in time, hopefully we can see a run-up in the pricing of the bonds which were issued in the last couple of years. That is, again, explained by a very, let's say, simple example. Let's say you are in an environment where you are issuing bonds for 7.5%. This bond will continue to pay this fund till the end of majority. And then after that, uh, let's say now the interest rates have started to drop and the interest rates, uh, let's say in the economy is 6.5-7%, right? Now all the, uh, I would say in an instance, all of these bonds which are issued previous, and intuitively it becomes a lot more attractive to the uh, borrowers or the traders in the market when you can get a 7.5% coupon why would you settle for a bond where you are able to generate a 7% return, right? That is basically what we have seen in the last one year and what we are going to see in the next 12 to 18 months. Considering the current interest rate cycle, what should be the strategy moving ahead in the debt market? Okay, so as we just talked about, I mean, there is definitely an expectation that we have reached the end of the rate hike cycle. And probably in the next six to nine months, the RBI will start cutting the interest rate, right? As we just talked about, the moment the rates or the repo rates start to trend downwards, at that point in time, we can hopefully start to gain the capital appreciation in the bond prices or the debt future. Right? Again, of these price appreciation, which measures the sensitivity of a bond price to the interest rate, right? So longer the duration of the bond and greater the uh, decrease in the uh, rates, I think the higher the potential for a capital appreciation over there, right? That is exactly what is expected. But again, you need to also realize that just in the process of 
uh, generating higher returns, these bonds, the debt, debt instruments, which are higher duration, tends to also be a lot more volatile. So in a reverse scenario, when let's say the rates hypothetically start to increase, you will see a massive drop in the pricing of the bond uh, and uh, specifically the long duration bonds because of the duration of the fund, right? So our typically advice to investors is that if you are able to, I would say, withstand that volatility at that point in time, you can consider investing in long duration funds. But if you do not typically have that risk tolerance, risk appetite for seeing generate, uh, for seeing volatility in debt products, I think then you can stick to shorter duration, medium duration bond funds. Uh, Varun, earlier this year, we saw the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank who had invested heavily on a debt instrument. Did it had any correlation with our today's topic? So, that's a very good point, Rahul, that you have pointed out, right? I mean, effectively, again, the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank in the US in March of 2023 had to do with the rapid increase in the interest rate by the US Federal Reserve over the last uh, one year. They effectively went from 0% during 2020 and 2021 to 5.15, 5.25%. This 500 basis points increase in the interest rate was one of the fastest interest rate increases in the US history or at least in the last 30 to 40 years, right? And that had a huge bearing on the longer duration portfolio, which was held by Silicon Valley Bank. Now, without getting too technical uh, for our viewers, yes, this massive run-up in interest rate was, I would say, the single most important reason for the catastrophic failure of the Silicon Valley Bank in the US. So it is really important to understand how one single policy tool can uh, effectively lead to a bank run overnight and can uh, cause an institution as big as Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, just to give some perspective, the size of the Silicon Valley Bank is equal to an HDFC bank in India, right? No one can in, in India today can imagine the size uh, of an HDFC bank to collapse, right? So uh, that is what my answer to that would be. Thank you, Varun, for clearing all my doubts and uh, discussing our today's topic. I'm surely looking forward to both you again. Thank you so much for your time, Rahul, and I'm looking forward to the next one.